Blog Talk Radio. Ladies and gentlemen, congratulations. You're about to arrive to the right place. Five, four, three, two, one. Welcome to the Ellen and Aaron's Sportsbook Yes. Are you ready for it? Now, here is Ellen and Aaron. Thank you so much for joining us here on the Allen and Aaron Sports Talk Radio Show. It is now January 21st, 2022. This is Allen from the Allen and Aaron Sports Talk Radio Show. Unfortunately, Aaron could not make it here tonight, but definitely you're in great hands tonight because we have a fantastic show for you. Definitely, first and foremost, want to make sure that my co-host Aaron is okay. Definitely many prayers to him. Hope everything is all right. And, you know, when people get sick nowadays, you always kind of hope for the best, but you're expecting the worst. You know, that's how it is nowadays. But definitely hope he's all right. Hope it's not what we all think it might be. (laughs) You know what that is. Having said that, please feel free to join us tonight at 516-418-5572. And, in fact, we have a call on the line right away. Hey, how you doing so far tonight? Oh, sorry, guys. Did I call a bit too early? No, you called just at the right time. Glad to hear oh, from thanks. you. How have thanks. you been? All right. Except for the Cowboys losing, which they should have got that shot off. Yeah. I'm glad you brought that up. I'm really glad you brought that up, Lou, because uh, I wanted to get your take on that. You know, um, I thought, let me just back up a little bit from that play. I honestly thought the Cowboys got outplayed in this game and they made way too many penalties. They made way too many penalties. It it was just ridiculous holding false starts. You know, I just felt like in this, a playoff game, you can't give away plays and opportunities and they were giving away plays and opportunities. They did not play well. Having said that, the penalties killed. I do agree. Yeah. Penalties really did kill them. Before we get to the last play, what do you think about their play, the the penalties and things of that nature? Well, like I said, there there was way too many penalties, and it did hurt them, you know. But you know, it it looked like they were dead. They were dead asleep when the the first half. They came alive later on in the game, and I thought maybe they got a chance to pull it off. It it, it did get close. I'm not gonna lie. Like you almost felt like okay, they were playing pretty poorly the whole game. Finally, they woke up. And you could see the 49ers were getting nervous, specifically Garoppolo. He was getting very nervous yeah. because that last interception he threw, I kid you not, Lou, when he threw the ball and the ball was in flight, before it was even caught, I said, that's going to be interception because I could clearly see he overthrew the guy way, way too much. And that's a part of nervousness. He overthrew him by three yards too high. And lo, lo and behold, I said, well, that ball's interception. And it was an interception. He got nervous, and they made it very interesting. I do agree with you. I know that a lot of people did say, like you said, about the penalties, and I agree with that. They did hurt themselves a lot throughout the game with those penalties. 
However, I do feel as if on that last play, Dak had about a second or two to get that play off. You know, I felt like, in all fairness, yes, the referee had to run a lot to go get to, to uh, spot the ball. You got to be better than that if you're the ref. And, and I think he, he actually did have a second or two on the clock. What did you think? There was a second left on the clock. Believe me, there was. I think he just jumped. I think that jumped, the uh, refs jumped the gun too early. Yeah, and and they were so quick to like, all right, game's over, and they ran off the field, which most of the time oh. when it's a close game like that, they usually run off the field. But you could tell that this time they really made sure they ducked and dodged quick. Oh, yeah, they did. No one you know, of the fans are so pissed off at the end of the game. Yeah, I mean, I can understand the fans to a certain degree of being frustrated and upset, you know, but at the at the same token, not to the point where you're throwing stuff on the field and going to put the you whole – You don't do that, no. You don't do that, and to me, it's unfair that you put the whole game on the refs. You can't put the whole game on the refs. You did not play well this game. Yes, it came down to that last play, but leading up to that, you gave the 49ers a lot of first downs, a lot of extra time that they had the ball because you kept – given penalties. So, yes, I can understand there should have been a second or two on the clock because I agree. I agree. I agree with you, and I agree with somewhat of the criticism. Like, okay, when I watched that play a couple times, I actually watched it a few times. I was like, uh, yeah, you did shuffle the ball a little, but you, you, he did have a second or two on the clock is why I looked at it. I kind of feel like you left the door open for someone to say, the Cowboys got robbed. It's my takeaway on that. What are your thoughts on that specific thing? Yeah. I mean, you can't blame the rest for everything. Well, except maybe in the last play. I mean, at the same time though, that shows also poor sportsmanship by the fans uh, take, you know, I don't like the call either, of course, but at the same time, you don't cause, you know, this road debris and other crap on the field that can really injure somebody like that. So that was stupid on their part as well. I, I couldn't agree with you more. It did that to me is like, yes, you want your team to win, you get frustrated, but you yeah. that's crossing the line. You cannot throw anything on the field because you're not Tom Brady. More than likely, when you throw something on the field, it's not going to hit the intended target. It's going to hit somebody else. There's a lot of people on the field, cheerleaders, referees, fan. I mean, um, media. It's too dangerous. Yeah. Don't throw anything on the field, and. You know, to me, you, you can't displace the blame. You know, the Cowboys did, didn't get the job done. And no. I was like, you know what? You should not have let it get to this close. And But I agree. They, they need to – NFL does need to take away at least this part is that the next game or throughout the rest of this playoffs, they need to have some type of protocol in place so that this does not happen again. Mm-hmm. Because Jack did have a second or two. Well, I, I agree with what you. What does McCarthy, though? I, I, I McCarthy, I think McCarthy was thinking that this is practice. And, you know, yes, you may have ran this play in practice and it runs flawlessly, but the referees don't know what you're running. And no. one thing that Dak did make a mistake on, I, I agree with you. I think he did have a second or two on the clock. He should have known to hand the ball to the ref right away because you, you blocked the ref from getting to the ball. That costs a couple of seconds, too. So that's part of not being prepared, too. And I thought you were a Jets fan. I am. 
<laughs> but we're talking we're talking AFC now, not AFC. That's true. That's true. I mean, you know, um, and the reason I, that's the thing about about me and the Cowboys. I kind of I kind of have a little bit of disdain for the Cowboys. I don't hate them or anything. I'm not like Stephen A. Smith or something like that, but. I can understand why people dislike the Cowboys. And one of the things I don't like about the Cowboys, particularly, is Jerry Jones trying to meddle in everything. I just, I don't like that. Yeah, that's the problem. That kind of rubs me the wrong way. For example, I know Jerry told them, we're going to be different. We're going to build this stadium east to west instead of of, um, north, instead of how stadiums are built north to south to eliminate a lot of the glare and shadows. I know Jerry would tell them, build it east to west because I want to be different. But yet you saw in the game how bad the glare was. You understand? And then and then also yeah. to have a big screen in the middle of the field and have it so low. And those are the things that I, I think Jerry Jones meddles too much. And that sometimes can be annoying. He does. That's the problem with him. Don't get me wrong. For a person like myself who works in the media, and I, if I was in Dallas, I would like Jerry Jones in a way because he is always willing to give an interview, and that's great. He's always willing to tell you his opinion, but sometimes it's too much when it comes to you meddling too much in the team. What you have done so far has not worked for quite some time now. You know, Why don't you try another approach and give somebody a little bit more leeway and see what happens? It just – I don't get yeah. it. Why keep doing the same thing that's not successful? I, I just don't understand that. And so that was your team, the Cowboys, in the NFC? Yes. Yeah, for me, it's the Bucks, And and I, I just think um, now that the 49ers did win the game, I'm glad you called. Who do you think is going to win the, the next game, the 49ers and the Packers? Packers. Packers all the way. Yeah, it's it's going to be a tough, tough matchup, but I, I agree with you. The way I looked at it is like this. If Garoppolo was that nervous against the Cowboys, not to say he shouldn't have been somewhat nervous, but he was very nervous in that game, and he shouldn't have been because his running game was playing well. They were up at a, had a pretty good lead. He had some reasons to be confident, too. And if you're going to be that nervous, you're going to be very nervous facing Aaron. And not only that, you have to face them in Green Bay, where it's not, it's not like an indoor stadium. You're going to be cold as heck out there. Right. And yeah. it, it's going to be a doozy for them. But um, I know my, my Bucks have the hands full. To, they have their hands full against the Rams. I, I'm, I know it's going to be a tight game. It's going to be a close game, tough game. But I think the Bucks are going to pull it out. I think the Bucks are going to win, but it is going to be a very close, tough game. What are your thoughts on the Bucks versus the Rams? This might be the upset I'm looking for. I say the Rams. Yeah, it's it is, you know, it's one of those things where it can come down to a play or two. I look at it like that. Like I feel like the way the Rams are built, they're built kind of very well to face the Bucks. They ha- they're basically like the Bucks in a way. They have very good receivers. They have a good running game and a solid defense. And 
the only thing, the only reason why I'm I'm really saying the Bucks is because of Tom Brady. I feel like the experience. He's played in big games. This is a big game, and the Bucks are playing at home. But it is going to be a very tough tough matchup, and we will see. Outside of that, how did you think the playoffs have been so far? The NFL playoffs overall. Well, it's gone almost what I expected. I mean, a few mishaps here and there, but uh, it's gone. It's gone almost what I thought it was going to be like. That's good to hear. I'm just surprised how the Patriots, you know, got beat up by Buffalo. Yeah, that was surprising. I actually picked the Patriots to win, and I, I just really surprised. Yeah, I was very surprised they got blown out like that. It wasn't even competitive, which I was even more disappointed that they lost, but I was, like, even more disappointed that it was a blowout because that was one of the only games in the playoffs that was not really entertaining, in my opinion, to watch. It was very – the game was blown out when they went up pretty much 21 to nothing. Right right at halftime, I knew the game was over. You're just not going to come back against the Buffalo Bills – down by 24, 28 points right. and a half, not with not with the team the Patriots have. Maybe in, in the past with the, some of the personnel they had, but not with this team. It was it was it was pretty much a wrap at halftime, and I was disappointed. I was like, man, I want to at least see a competitive game, even if the Patriots didn't win, and it, it robbed me of a competitive game. So I feel bad for that. But what I should have done was I should have called your show during that time. Yeah, that would have been that would have been good. You know, we we take notes in the show as well. Yeah, so definitely. And, and with the NFL news, any anything else you want to discuss? Yeah, we'll discuss of course tomorrow with uh, you know tomorrow tomorrow's games. Uh, like I said, I do see you know the one upset coming up with the Rams, so uh, be prepared for that. I'm hoping that the Bucks win. I really damn. I want the Bucks uh-huh. to, to make it because um. Yeah, I want the Bucks to win. They, they they're playing at home. They are playing a team that has kind of been like New Orleans has kind of gave them some lot of competitive games, and this is a big game for the for the Bucks. I would say. The I would believe the team. Yeah, this is not a you know this is not an easy easy opponent at all. The Rams, I agree with you. They're not they're not an easy opponent. And I, I just feel as if it, I'm not going to bet against Tom Brady. I feel like they're going to find the right play, the right time to close the deal. Leonard Fournette should be back, so that will help the, the Bucks. It's still not going to be easy even with him in the lineup. But if this game was last year, like they didn't have – if the Bucks was a little bit more healthy – Specifically on the defensive end, I would definitely say the Bucks without a doubt. But they have had some key injuries, so the Bucks in a very, very and this season. is not a time to have injuries. Yeah, you're right about that. It's not the time to have injuries. But on the good flip side, King Henry is going to be back for the for the for the Titans. That that's another good. That's another one right there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, and um, one thing I did want to ask you is, this go around is going to be the year ten for Bucks for Bonds and Clemens. Do you think either one of those two get in? The steroid twins? No. 
Yeah, I agree with you. I think they're going to have a Not pretty yet. respectable – I think they'll have a pretty respectable number out of all of the 10 years, but I still don't think they're going to have 75%. I wouldn't be surprised if it comes in like high now, 60. The baseball, the baseball guys are clearly set, you know, what, uh, what the damage was done during the steroid era. It's like, no way. We don't allow cheaters. Yeah, I agree. I, I think I think the best person that get in would be David Ortiz, Big Poppy. And yeah. I, I think David Ortiz gets in, but the other the other guys, I don't think they make it. I think they do. Well, he did say the World better. Series for them too. Yeah, I think that the numbers will actually be decent. Like the OC is uptick this year than last year, but it's not going to be seventy five percent. I feel it's going to be somewhere in the sixties. 67, 68%, maybe 69, but it, it won't get up to 75 is where I think it'll it'll be. Will so you're saying – a ceremony this year even if there's no seats? Yeah, you don't think so? If there's no season, are they still going to do with the Hall of Fame ceremony? No one Major League Baseball, I think they will strike a deal at the before the season starts. But if they don't, I think they will probably still have uh, Cooperstown because okay, I've actually been to Cooperstown, and it is actually a really cool event. You know, it is. It's really nice. It's kind of away from everything. So I think they will still have an induction ceremony. I don't see why not. It's, it's very and popular. Probably because, you know, since there's still, since there's still – Biting each other's heads off now, you know, I didn't think they were going to borrow anything else. I really don't see if the season going to start on time, though. I mean, they are going to talk Monday, but I don't think you're going to get anything resolved, you know, after just only having your second meeting in like uh, six months. So, you know, they they are going to talk, but uh, I don't think they're going to get anything done on Monday. I think it's going to be, you know, it's going to be, it's going to take a while. I think it's like the first, uh, Two or three of the season before it gets before it gets anywhere. Yeah, that would be definitely not good for both parties. I'm still holding out hope that they're going to come up to it with a deal, probably right at the last hour, a week before the season, the before preseason starts, like very late in the game. But I do think the season mm. will start on time. I'm really hopeful that they are because at least they're talking. The the big difference between now and when they had the strike in '94, they weren't even coming to the table. They were not even talking. Right. Any time I feel like you're talking, that is progress. Regardless of whether you get a deal done or not, at least if both parties are willing to sit down and talk, I always feel that's progress in any deal. You know, if, if yeah, you're not willing to sit. Yeah, but sometimes they can talk and still not get anything done. I mean, you know, when you think back to the hockey. Um, Blackout 2004, 2005, they were talking for weeks and weeks, and they didn't get anything done until January. Yeah, I mean, there are exceptions to the rule. You're right about that. But at least they're talking. You know, I always feel a little bit better. And then again, Gary Bettman has that, so that's that's the thing right there. I mean, because we all know that Gary Bettman is the Antichrist, so. Yeah, you know, so I'm praying that there is a but then again, uh, Rob Rob Manford, uh, he's another he's another problem too. Yeah, he you know one thing about Rob Manford is that he doesn't get a lot of praise from a lot of people. I, I you know he's like nope. 
he he's one of the guys as commissioner that a lot of people and fans and people in the community don't like him. What do you think it is, Lou? What do you think it's about Rob that turns people off? Well, one thing for sure, he's a commissioner, and really nobody even likes commissioners. I mean, they don't like Roger Goodell, they don't like Gary Bettman. They don't. I don't think they uh, uh, much like um, the Silver of the NBA. Much the commissioner not very well like people to begin with anyway. So this doesn't really surprise me that uh, Mamper is, you know, one of the uh, persons that people basically just don't like. I mean, that's just the law. This is the law how it is. I mean, nobody really likes uh, the commissioner of any of the major sports. So that shouldn't be surprising at all. No, you're right. I mean, there are some times, you know, like David Stern, people did like him. You know, for the most part, you're right. Okay, that's a rare exception. Yeah, you had some exceptions. But you're right. They're commissioner for some reason. You know they're not always looked upon. They want very to spit good. on. But Manfred, I think, is even is is another level. I, I find like he's you find that most commissioners not liked in certain regard. But I think with Manfred, it it's at a pretty high level. Yeah. I mean, take back to well, last year's NFL draft, not 2021, but 2020. Every time that uh, Goodell came out. Everybody was just booing him. Yeah, that's true. And yep. booing and booing and booing. Yeah. And he did the draft from his house one year, so that was pretty cool. He gave you a little yeah. peek inside his house, which is <laughs> which is nice. I mean, the guy's got multi-millions. I mean, he's loaded, so it was, at least it was nice to see. <laughs> How the better half lives, but yeah, it was, I thought it was cool that he did the the draft from his house. I mean, that's that's pretty nice, you know, nice perk to have for a job yeah, to do it right in your own. From my house. Yeah, you know, hey, if they want to have to drive drive to my house too, they're more than welcome. You know, but you gotta I mean, bring your own beer. <laughs> yeah, you gotta bring your own beer. You right. have to do that. I can't. I can't provide the beer for you. Sorry. Yep. Hey, in yep, two weeks, we got the Olympics. <laughs> but it's going to be very much scaled down. I mean, only a few spe- only a few certain spectators are allowed. Uh, NBC is not bringing their broadcast crew except Mike Tirico. So it's going to be, you know, very scaled back. Oh, wow. So no Mike Tirico. He's been a staple in the Olympics. No, Tirico, the, Tirico they're going to keep because he's the leader. Okay. Okay, so yes, that's my guy right there. Although I don't know how you're going to be able to do going halfway across the world in in, a, in you know within a week time. You're going to do the games from uh, China, then you're going to fly all the way back to the to the west coast of the United States to do the Super Bowl, and then maybe go back to China and finish up the Olympics. Whew. Two words on that: jet lag. Yeah, that's a that's a nice little round of <laughs> that's a nice trip there. Ooh. But uh, I also think he's also not very well liked. Oof. Yeah, so you're going to cover the Olympics too on your show, right? Oh, absolutely. Yeah, you did a great job last but, time too. You, you covered that pretty well. Yeah. I think though I am better covering the Summer Olympics than I am the Winter, though. But I am looking forward to uh, covering the Winter Olympics. Gee, this is my... Uh, let me see now. I think this is my fifth Olympics I'm covering. Awesome. 
Yeah, so you're doing great. Dating back, dating back to my local uh, time. Yeah, that's definitely unique. You know, a lot of people don't cover the Olympics. I'm glad that you're giving them the spotlight. That's awesome. Why not? The big, there you go. It's one of the biggest spectacles in sports. How do you not cover it? You know, I wish a lot of people had more patriotism like yourself. That's absolutely right. Like, you know, when I was a lot younger, I still covered Olympics too. Not not as much as I used to when I was a kid. I used to I used to follow the Olympics like I would follow NFL and everyday sports. You know, when you had sure. Mary Lou Whitten and you had these big stars, you know, that, you know, it was just yeah. great storylines too, great stories, like people who really, really, really dedicated themselves to make the Olympics and took the most of the opportunities. I'm not crazy about the time difference or anything because that's going to really screw a lot of things up because all the good events that would happen, you know, lay at night. So I'm a little disappointed on that. When you when you factor yeah. that in, I mean that's not fair to us. Yeah, unfortunately, you know when you you're know, on the other side of the world, it is a big time difference. I mean, the hockey match is going to be late at night or early in the morning. Like, that's not fair to me. Yeah, no, it's it's. I'm you're right. I mean, the U.S. team play. Come on. Yeah, time time difference makes a difference, you know. But I mean, that's what happens when you're. On the other side of the world, it's... <sighs> I'll just, just hold off for 2028 when they come to Los Angeles. <sighs> yeah, so you just got to make through with it. Then, hey, in four years, four years after that, I should say 2028, California, which is nice. In... First time since 84. Yeah, and then and you only have a four-hour difference in time. So was it four hours three. there or three-hour difference? Three. Sorry, three hours Right, three-hour difference. Yep. But remember, it's three hours in back of, of us, not ahead. Right. So it even works so, out like in – Yeah. Yeah, because, you know, like you said, they, you know, it's, they got it down just right. Six <laughs> 9 p.m. Eastern Standard Time Zone, th- uh, 6 p.m. their time. So – Yeah. Yeah, three-hour difference. Rio is only an hour. Yeah. When they had the Olympics in well, Atlanta, I should have really, really done that one. I wasn't on the scene yet. Yeah, we weren't either, so that that would have been nice. I went to Atlanta, yeah. and they, they still had the Olympic rings there. I was like, man, that would have been nice if I was in the in the business around that time. Right. 20, you know, the 2016 Olympics, uh, you know, uh, MEC, I think, did a good job with that. Uh, London as well. Uh, even the 20 Olympics. Well, there was one, there was one plus to having the, with the 2016 Olympics um, for me, of course. Oh, yeah, what was that? Natalie. Okay, wow. Yeah, so there's always a positive. There's always a great way to look at no, it. I, I'm, talking, I'm talking Natalie Morales. Oh, oh okay. Oh. <laughs> and to think she's 50 this year, believe me, she don't look it. Wow. Yeah, time, time, wake up. Come back to NBC. 
So what else you got going on for your show tomorrow? Well, we'll cover in addition. Hold up, bring the schedule here for a minute. All right. Sure. Ooh, 29th on ABC. Okay. 25th, 26th, 29th. First day. Oh, I hate these West Coast games. Yeah. I'm reading that. I'm reading the upcoming net schedule. They have three games on the West Coast. Uh, four games, but one game was on a Saturday, so that's good. Then they got um, February first and second late at night. I hate these West Coast games. Yeah. All right. So we'll discuss. Uh, in addition to this week's games, we'll recap last week's games in the NFL. Uh, we got some of the Olympic news. Uh, NHL, um, as they will have a team this year, as we all know. Uh, NBA trades are, are going through the roof right now, so we'll take a closer look at that. Uh, my co-partner will have some uh, UFC news. My significant other will have trivia. So we have a, we have a lot to discuss. So if you got time, call 512-543-4662 between 5 and 7 p.m. Eastern time. Well, we always have something to talk about on my show, no matter what the season is. That's right. The Enhanced Sports Show with Lou. 5 to 7 p.m. Eastern Standard Time Zone tomorrow, Saturday. Let me repeat that number for everyone. 512-543-4662. And that's 512-543-4662. Definitely. A lot of people seem to forget the two sixes. Yep, four six six two. Yeah, so at least you got that right. <laughs> yeah, so yeah. make sure you check in, support Lou. He's going to be definitely covering the games and a lot more. So it's going to be a great show. Lou uh, is definitely a Boy, somebody we really. Oh yeah, definitely somebody we tremendously support and help, and he, we really appreciate Lou. So definitely make sure you guys listen in, call in, be on Lou's show and support our great friend, Lou. Yeah. Or, worst comes to worst, go to public television. No, no, no. no. <laughs> Yuck. So it's going to be a great show. and But definitely, uh, I hope you have a, a great show. I, I appreciate you calling in. I'm going to try to call in myself tomorrow. Yeah, so I'm going to look forward to that. It's definitely uh, yeah. something I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go ahead and do, Lou. All right. Just remember, I don't take calls after 7 o'clock. That's right. So don't call after 7 o'clock. Call beforehand. And right. On, on, you know, definitely on behalf of Aaron, who couldn't make it, this is Alan, and I appreciate huh. you calling it. I'll talk is to Aaron you tomorrow. Okay? He felt a little sick, come, you know, right before the show. So I hope he's ah. feeling better. Anytime somebody's not feeling good, you always, you know, everybody's first thought is, you know what? So I'm hoping it's not that. Must have been something he ate. Yeah. So I'll definitely tell him you you have uh, his best regards. All right. All right. Thanks a lot, Aaron. You're very welcome. And have a great night. Thank you so much, Lou. I will. Take care of yourself. God bless. Okay, guys. Thank you. Okay. That's a great, great friend, Lou. From New Jersey, glad he called in and joined the Ellen and Aaron Sports Radio Show. Very nice to hear from Lou all the time. We tremendously appreciate Lou. So call in and help him out, and I'll be calling in too. So, yeah, we discussed a couple of the NFL games. Let me recap those for you. 
make sure you guys know and don't forget this that tomorrow is saturday's game saturday that's the cool thing around this time of the year is that there's games both on saturday and sunday so let me go with go over that with you just to bring you to speed tomorrow 4 30 p.m eastern standard time zone the Bengals and titans are going at it i did mention earlier just in case you missed it that king henry is going to be back in town. He is going to be playing after missing since game, I believe it was game eight of the week. He's back. He's missing about eight weeks of play from having a broken foot. You know, lo and behold, he comes back right in time where the Titans can meet him. If if it was a situation where Henry was not back, I definitely would take the Bengals. You know, they're hot and they're doing good and they seem like they're clicking. But with Henry coming back, it was just announced today, I'm going to have to say that the Titans are going to win this game because of the fact they have King Henry back. In addition to that, they're going to, their team is going to be more uplifted. They're playing at home. When King Henry gets hot, he is very hard to stop. The team is tough to beat when Henry is in the lineup. It's a fact. So I have the Titans go, go ahead and dominating. Not dominating this game as far as points-wise, but I have them winning this game. I have the Titans winning a close game against the Bengals in tomorrow's game, 4.30 p.m. The next game is tomorrow. Also, it's the later game. It's at 8.15 p.m. It's the 49ers versus the Packers. We were talking about that a little bit earlier. And I have – man, that's going to be a tough game. But I do have the – I think the 49ers, I don't know. I know we, we talked about the Packers having a good shot of winning, but I just feel that the the 49ers, I know that Garoppolo's a little shaky, but I feel like their run game is, is doing really well. That's going to help the team out tremendously. The defense is solid. So I have, I have the 49ers winning in an upset. I know it's going to be a tough game for them playing only in Lambeau, but I have a, I'm going to go with the 49ers beating the Packers in a shocker. I feel like there's going to be a surprise. And that's going to be the one that is going to be a surprise. You know, it's one thing that sometimes having a bye week, I feel sometimes can be a bad thing because football is so week to week and so fickle that you taking a week off makes a big difference. It doesn't make as big a difference when you're playing a team that blew the other team out or it's a lopsided victory. But when you win a close game, a very, very close game, Last play, like the 49ers did, they got the adrenaline flowing. They're in, they're in rhythm. I just there's something about that, and I think the 49ers are going to shock everybody and beat the Packers in a very, very close game. So I have, I have the 49ers uh, winning that game. And then we have the Sunday games. This is going to be the Rams versus the Bucks. That's a 3 o'clock game on Sunday and the earlier game. So I have the Bucks winning this, this game. I have the Bucks winning a very, very close game, and it's really going to be because of one guy. And that It's going to be a team effort, but it's just hard to bet on Brady in these big games. And Brady wants to win. You know it. He's going to bring it all. And then some, I have Tom and the Bucks, Tampa Bay winning a very close game against, against the Rams. And then we have the 6.30 p.m. game. We have the Bills versus the Chiefs. This is going to be a tough game for the Chiefs. 
And I think Stefan Diggs is going to get his wish and not be watching from the sidelines when the game is over. I have the Bills winning this game in a very, very tough game, high-scoring game. But I just feel as if this is the Bills' year. They have beat the, the Chiefs pretty good earlier. I know it's hard to beat a team a second time, but I just feel as if it just feels as if it's it's the Bills' time. So I'm going to give the Bills a nod on this and say that they're going to win tomorrow. Not tomorrow, sorry, Sunday against the Chiefs. So it should be a great weekend of, of sports there for the NFL. Your fan of the NFL, to me, that's that's when it's really, really all about football. You just love the competitive nature, how close these games are. Teams that are very, very close and, and as far as playing, you, it's hard to decipher sometimes who's going to win because you know that you're playing against the best competition out there. So it's it's not an easy win to, to win a playoff game. This is why the Super Bowl is so hard. But I think those games are going to be um, very entertaining this weekend. So those are my NFL predictions. And if you feel like you want to discuss something different, as far as maybe you feel a different opinion, feel free to call in and let me know. Again, the phone number is 516 418 5572-516-418-5572. We did talk a little bit about the Major League Hall of Fame voting. And I did want to share one thing that I didn't talk about with Lou was um, I think David Ortiz has a very good shot of making it first ballot. I think he, the first test, they did go on record and saying that it was an erroneous test. I don't know how these things you know, work, but I do feel as if what Major League Baseball is basically saying is give Big Poppy the benefit of the doubt because that test was not 100% conclusive, 100% accurate. So if you do not use that one knock against him, David Ortiz to me is is a is a first ballot Hall of Famer. I mean, yes, he was a DH for his, his pretty much his whole career, but to me. He had so many clutch home runs, clutch hits as a Red Sox player against against my team, the Yankees. Everybody from the Yankees knows who Big Poppy is. Galvanating figure, galvanating in in Boston, in the clubhouse, his personality. He helped a lot of his teammates get better just by his presence. So I just think the numbers alone speak for itself, but also the character speak for itself too. I thank God that he's still with us because of that unfortunate shooting in the Dominican Republic. And it's been reported that (laughs) Big Poppy did call Dan Shaughnessy the A word. You know, I'll let you guys figure that out. But for not voting for Big Poppy, and the reason I, you know, checked the interviews and see what he said he basically put it on that test that David Ortiz allegedly did not pass. Again, they put out a retraction that that was not an accurate test. So they said to ignore that. This is Major League Baseball. If Major League Baseball is telling you to ignore something and you choose on your own behalf because you want to show your ego, show your macho-ness, 
how you can get over on someone, how you have power over them by not voting, to me, that's not right. Dan Shaughnessy, you work for Boston. Big Poppy is really what has helped Boston win a lot of those championships. You don't beat the Yankees, Big Poppy, to use a, an erroneous test as an excuse as to why you're not going to vote for someone without doing your research and checking into it just because of hearsay. I just think that's Bush League. And I'm going to go on record and say, Dan Shaughnessy, I hate to say I'm not going to use that language that Big Poppy has used, but it, it does come across as being a jerk. You know, that's one of the problems with Major League voters that I just can't stand. Stop making the Major League Baseball Hall of Fame your vote about you. It's not about you. Stop trying to show your ego by not voting for A, B, C, or D because of you. It's about the players. Does the player deserve to be in? Does he deserve to be in the Hall of Fame? Period. It's not about your ego. It's not about I'm not going to vote for you because I don't like you. It's not about, oh, I'm not going to vote for you because allegedly you had a failed test, which I should have done my research to find out if it was a legitimate test or not. It's not about the writer. It's about the person you're voting for. Do they deserve to be in the Hall of Fame? Yes or no? If they do, check the box. No, then don't vote for them. Okay? Stop making it about you. Period. And that's what I think Dan did. He made it about him. I'm going to get a little pub. I'm going to show my ego. I'm going to show my worth by not voting for you. Listen, dude, David Ortiz is still going to make it. Your one lousy vote doesn't swing the needle. And that's another thing. Stop thinking you're all of that because you have a vote. Okay, you have a vote. You're one vote. Okay? You know, you, you have these people who do voting. They put on, you know, 25 flags. I'm not going to say which party, but they put up 25 flags. At the end of the day, you have one vote. Your wife has one vote. Your girlfriend has one vote. That's it. So stop making the voting system, whether you're in the Major League Baseball, NFL, wherever you're at, about you. Make it about the player. Does the player deserve to be there? If you're going to mark down because of marks, make sure you, do, you verify what those marks are before you start negating somebody from their accomplishment. One of the things I got to say about my dad, may he, may he rest in peace, is one thing he used to tell me when I was a young, young boy, and I'm, I'm going to share this lesson to everybody out there. Alan, always give credit where credit is due. He used to always tell me that, always give credit where credit is due. Whether you love or hate someone, you love them or loathe them, whatever it is, always give credit where credit is due. If they are like the world-class chef, but you don't like their personality, you don't like the way they cook a certain dish or whatever, but they are world-class best chef, say that they're the world's best chef. That's it. You may not like the person as a, as a person for whatever their beliefs are, whatever they maybe outside of the workplace are, but if they're the best chef, hey, this guy's the best chef in the world or whatever it is. I mean, I don't like him, but it is what it is. He's the best. If somebody's the best, you got to And by you not voting for David Ortiz because of an alleged deal that Major League Baseball even acknowledged was not a legitimate test, and they said to ignore that, then you got to ignore that. I mean, come on, give me a break. This guy's done so much 
for Boston is ridiculous. And not only has he done so much for Boston and the team and the city, David Ortiz almost lost his life. I mean, come on, man. If anybody deserves that whole thing, I'm not saying that should be the only criteria, but you know what? It is. There is a human side to any type of vote. The guy almost died, and I'm thankful he didn't, that he's still around. But you deserve, Dan Shaughnessy, you deserve what you got called. I'll just leave it at that. Think about what I said. It's not about you. It's about the person you're voting for. Do they deserve it? Yes or no? And the last thing I want to say about the, the Hall of Fame voting, these dudes with their ego, come on, man. Oh, I'm not going to vote for you because uh, you're on the ballot the first time, so you're not getting the first ballot Hall of Fame because you're on the ballot for the first time. Come on, give me a break. Is he a Hall of Fame or not? Check the box, yes or no. That's it. And it's not about, oh, I'm not going to vote for you because you're a first ballot. I'm not going to stroke your ego that good because you, you're, you're damn near nice, but you're on the ballot for the first time. Yes or no? Are you Hall of Famer? Check the box. Yes, he is. Leave your ego at the door. Period. That's it. Hall of Famer, is he? Check. Boom. And that's it. Move on. People who usually do stuff like that, to me, it's not only you're making it about yourself, but you're also showing to me that you have low self-esteem. Because somebody who's not insecure of themselves are more than willing to celebrate somebody who's successful. They're not insecure. They're not insecure themselves. Yeah, yeah. You know, David Ortiz can hit a, a fastball, curveball, slide up, backdoor slider a lot farther than I can. Okay, it is what it is. He's better than me. Does he deserve to be in the Hall of Fame? Check. Yes, he does. And stop making it about you. And I'll challenge any writer or anybody else who wants to go ahead and talk to me about this on our show, their opinion. But that's my opinion. Stop making it about you. Stop having an ego. Get some self-esteem and vote accordingly. Now we're going to move on to the next news. And that is boxing. I'm going to talk a little bit about boxing. I got to really thank the box community for all the love and support they really bless. The Allen and Aaron Sports Tech Radio Show. You know, that is the box community really supports our show, not just here in the U.S., but internationally in Australia. Got to thank top fan Glenn Earnshaw for all his contribution, helping out a lot of Australian boxers come on our show and spread their knowledge of what they've done in the boxing ring and definitely their trials and tribulations, a lot of learning that I've actually got interviewing most of the men on the Allen and Aaron Sports Radio Show. And it's it's been already such a great uh great start to the year. I wanna thank Jeff the Hornet Horn for coming on our show. He came on our show with Thursday Thursday in Australia, which is Wednesday. So sometimes the days get confused here. And then we had Jeff Finch, who came on our show Tuesday, American time, Wednesday, their time. So big props to both Jeff Finish and Jeff Horn, the Hornet, for coming on the Allen and Aaron Sports Radio Show this week. Let me go ahead and give him a round of applause.
really thrilled. The great interviews. You can see those interviews either on a YouTube page or on a Facebook page at Alan and Aaron. If you haven't done so, please like our page. You can see those two interviews on YouTube. It's really cool of both of them. They love they love the interviews. They like them, and that's fantastic. Jeff Finnis shared it. I mean, definitely we appreciate it. We also had Barry Michael come on as well the week prior, and Rick Curdy, CEO and founder of Charlotte Bats. You can catch all those interviews on our Facebook page. So we're starting off the year on a great start. But, yeah, the, the box community really got to thank all of the Australian boxers that have already came on the show. And guess what? We have two that are coming on next week. I won't share the details of who they are. I'll go ahead and keep you in suspense. Follow us on Alan and Aaron at Facebook. And guess what? You'll get a chance to see who we're going to have on the show. We also have a fight coming up this weekend here with somebody who was a former interview that we did on the show. And that was Evan Holyfield. He's got a big fight tomorrow. So we wish him the best. You know, I got to predict that Evan's going to pull through. He's uh, the son of the real deal Holyfield. So we're going to go ahead and support him. And also a lot of great things that are coming up in the box community. We also have a former guest that we had on the show here too, Keith One-Time Thurman. He's fighting a return fight after two years. Uh, Barrios, that is a pay-per-view event. And we're going to definitely wish Keith One-Time Thurman a lot of success on his fight as well. And that's what we do here at the Allen and Aaron Sports Radio Show. We make sure we keep you up to date in news and boxing. A lot of great things going on. There's some great fights coming up in February. Don't want to bog you down with too much, but for now, root for Evan Holyfield on his uh, next next fight. Should be a great fight. We'll be watching that for sure. And, of course, he made weight today, so looking forward to that as well. And uh, there's going to be a lot of great things that are going to be happening, too, in the box community. I did uh, want to let you guys know about something else that has happened. The Fighting Marine, the Jamel Herring story. The Fighting Marine, the Jamel Herring story is available now on Amazon. And I'm going to pick up a copy of that, read that book, let you know, guys know my thoughts. You know, that's what we do. We support the boxes here. So if you haven't done so already, The Fighting Marine, the Jamel Herring story. For those who don't know, Jamel is a former Marine. And it's really cool that he went from the Marines to boxing. So you get a chance to hear his whole story. There is a cool little YouTube video that I have. It's only, I guess around, let me see here, about 45 seconds. Great interview. That's on Alan Alford, at, and that's at our YouTube page, and you get a chance to see that interview. You get a chance to see how great of a guy, how he motivated a kid. A boxing fan, I don't want to spoil it for you, but you'll get a chance to see that video, and you'll see everything you need to know about Jamel Herring. Great guy, great boxer. I hope to see him in a ring. It's, it's not, you know, it's up in the air if he's going to be back. I hope he is back. So we're going to go ahead and wish Jamel Herring a lot of success. And then um, 
in the golfing world. Hideki won another golfing event, another tournament. Man hit that three wood off the deck and hit a beautiful shot in the sun. And he got blinded and that being a beautiful shot. You know what? It's a it's it really was impressive that he hit it that far off the deck. The three wood, he hit it pure. And I kind of felt like me sometimes, you know, he got a, got a, he looked up and he had his son was brightly in his eyes, but he was able to see at the end that the shot was a great shot. And he just, you know, put it in. That's how great these guys are. So definitely it should be a cool thing. Adeki winning another tournament in Hawaii. Really nice that he's done that. So those are the things that have happened in golf. I'll keep you up to date if anything else happens. Not much I have on in golf world today, you know, but uh, definitely I'm looking forward to some events that are coming up this year. Usually that I participate in, you know, help out the community, help support some of my good friends. I'll keep you up to date on that. And want to make sure that you guys know that keep supporting the Allen and Aaron Sports Radio Show. In fact, let me mention that, too. There is a, a golf event that is coming up here that I did want to share with you guys that I hope you guys can support, and that's from my good friend Larry Mitchell. It's the second annual Black Heritage Golf Tournament, and that I usually always participate on. That's going to be Saturday, February 29th at Sandland Golf Course right there in Lakeland. Again, it's Saturday, February 29th, and the registration starts at 7. Shotgun start is at 8. There's sponsorship opportunities, and it's going to be a great event for you guys to go check out. I have been to the event last year, and I'm definitely planning on coming again this year. This, they say it's second annual. It really should be the third annual. I'm going to talk to them about that, but it is a lot of fun. Expect me to be there. And I'm going to go ahead and share this on our Facebook page, too. You guys can go ahead and support that event. And, yeah, it's the second annual Black Heritage Golf Tournament. I'll be there. Check it out, guys. I'll put it on my Facebook page in, in, uh, in a few days. So a lot of great things to come. And definitely... Save this phone number, 516-418-5572, 516-418-5572. That way you have the phone number in advance. If you ever want to call and join us, your opinions are always valued. Even if you're on the other end of the spectrum on all of our views, it's okay. We don't take things personally here at the Allen and Sports Tech Radio Show. You're always welcome. So that's the show's phone number. Definitely, we really appreciate all the comments, the likes, all the support, interviews, suggestions. We really appreciate you guys here at the Allen and Sports Radio Show. And because of that, we love you guys so much. I'm going to give you a round of applause, you being who you are. That's one of the ways that you can live a fulfilling life is to always appreciate people and appreciate others. It is so rewarding, and that way 
where you come with this, uh, you know, the kind of the mode that you appreciate things instead of expecting things. When you appreciate things, you're always grateful, always happy. When you're expecting things, you're always going to usually live a life of disappointment because you're expecting something. If you get something just a tick less, you're going to feel a little under, uh, under, how do I say, undervalued. You're going to feel like, you know, I expect this, but I got this, and that's not going to be a good thing. So always appreciate you guys here at the Allen Adams Foster Radio Show. So for behalf of my co-host Aaron, who we hope and pray is going to be feeling better to join us next week, this is Alan from the Alan and Aaron Sports Talk Radio Show. Really appreciate you guys listening. Thank you so much. Be safe. Enjoy the game this weekend. Enjoy life. And may God be with you. God bless you all. Till we meet again and talk again. Take care. Thank you listening to the Evan and Aaron's Post Talk Podcast. <laughs> Subscribe and check us out on your favorite social media platform. Thank you. With the Lucky Land Plus, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Purchase new wiper blades from O'Reilly Auto Parts today and we'll install them for free. See better and drive safer with O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, oh, oh.